0: Yeah, it was a week of a lot of highs and then also some low feelings just because it was hard to leave what has been so great the last two years as far as just the people and everything. But you come off of winning a national championship and um, going to Toby Keith's and hanging out with him afterwards, which was pretty cool. But then you have to break it to your teammates and your coaches that you've decided to make the decision to come home. Um, And so that was kind of sad. But once I got home and have started to settle in, unpacking everything finally, um, it's just started to sink in that, you know, like this is real. I'm not going to have to leave home again, and I'm going to get to represent it. And so that's just been a feeling of just just happiness, relief, joy. I'm just
1: very excited to be here. So a long week, but a good week. audio there but I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I was hoping and expecting well, what's the debate? We're kicking the damn football off.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Jordy goes through everything the past week, gets up there and says, SICK! <laughs> and then puts on, a, puts on an OU visor and like runs out of the room or something like that.
1: I'm taking my talents back to <laughs> Norman. I'm taking my
2: talents back to... After being away from a week, I'm taking my talents back. Yeah. No, that, uh, that didn't happen. I watched the press conference today and... Uh, Did boy. you tear up? I did a little bit, yeah. I uh, But, Teddy, here's the deal, man. I, I, I didn't cry because it was over. I, I smiled because it happened, mostly, yeah. is what I did. Good times. No, it uh, it sounded and looked like someone who was very at peace with their decision. And one thing that she said is, yeah, I just couldn't shake the feeling last year that she missed home. So, yeah. Uh, the reasons, whether you love them or not, do seem genuine from Jordy Ball.
1: Yeah, well, wait until she sees him uh, take infield and have BP. She's going to be uh, oh, my God, what did I do?
2: Yeah, wait going till back it, to Oklahoma. Wait till uh, she hits one 250 feet and Jada Coleman still robs her of a home run at some point next year, huh?
1: Standing ovation is good, yeah. though. It was it, close. It's
2: going to be weird when uh, Jordy gives up a home run to center field next year. And it's not an out. It just it's just a normal home run to center field, and she doesn't have someone that can rob a uh, a ball that's hit over the over the wall by about five feet.
1: Well, I'm curious to see. Uh, she's going to make a huge difference, obviously, um, not just pitching, running bases, whatever it is she needs to do. Um, but I wonder what you know. It's it's kind of like. Um, you know, we've, we've made the Caleb Williams comparisons. I mean, there's some similarities there, but there's there's more differences. But, you know, there's a lot of players that it's like, okay, best quarterback in the country is going out to USC. I think I'm going to go hook up out there. And I wonder wonder what, what influence that has on the transfer uh, portal for Nebraska.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, are you uh, packing for Ooh. San Antonio in late December? um you uh checking the extended forecast for san antonio i'm uh, not. getting close to uh new year's okay
1: well, what's going on in well, San Antonio? 24
2: uh, 7 sports says that we should just go ahead and uh oh pack for san antonio alamo bowl alamo bowl okay. against uh the washington huskies huh. who i think got a chance to be a really good football team this year
1: be a good uh, game
2: deal or no deal i am not taking the deal on the alamo bowl sorry 24 7 sports i will uh I'll play this one out and hope for a better bowl game than the Alamo Bowl.
1: It's hard to know exactly what that might mean.
2: Bowl project, uh, bowl projections summer edition. Okay, I feel like we've had like five editions so far, but right. they did the summer edition today.
1: I feel like the Alamo Bowl is a pretty. No, a,
2: I th- I don't know if it was twenty four seven, but at one point it was against Mississippi State in the Texas Bowl.
1: Okay, so yeah, at, that's right. <laughs> at
2: least they're trending huh. in a positive direction.
1: Well it's hard to know what to think of that um i'm guessing the alamo bowl would be uh washington would have lost the pac12 championship most likely yeah and oklahoma either would have lost the either lost the big 12 championship themselves or
2: uh, not made it at all.
1: Not made it. Yeah. Up, well, and, and you had a the team that won it go to the playoff. The team that lost it go it to a new Sugar, sugar new year bowl, Six. Yeah. yeah. So well,
2: I think the Sugar Bowl is a New Year Six bowl game this year. I think it's the Sugar and Rose. So maybe because surprise, surprise. And honestly, I've gotten to a point now where I'm really starting to love this. Uh, they have Texas going to the playoff.
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: they have Texas going to the playoff as the three seed. Uh, taking on Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And instead of getting mad on their about way
1: it, to being the most dominant team of the twenty twenties, correct? Is that what you're telling me? Yes,
2: yes, yes. They're already there. Instead of getting mad about it or annoyed by it, I just look, man, I, I think that this is going to end up I think this is going to end up in a very predictable way with all of the massive off season hype. Dude, they've had off season hype before, but is this a, is this at a level that we haven't seen in the past several years? And and I just feel like it's only yeah, going it's to end in, in massive disappointment for them. So I'm really starting to dig all the uh, incredible preseason hype for Texas. It's going to crash and burn from
1: a, from a, a team that gets more hype than anyone else out there. This feels like the biggest off season they've had. What is that going to mean whenever it comes to on the field? Hard to know. I mean. Like I've said, I'll maintain seven and five, eight and four until I see differently. And, you know, we've seen there's been one anomaly over the last decade plus um, where they made a sugar bowl. Outside of that, eight and four has kind of been the ceiling, has not it? Did they squeeze a nine and three in there? Uh or was the nine win year the one that went to the Sugar Bowl, wasn't it?
2: Well, they ended up winning ten games that year, but they lost four that season, yeah. including to Maryland. But yeah, they had a lot of uh they had a lot of off season hype. And I think rightfully so after you won a Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of off season hype, but didn't um I think they had a pretty subpar year the year after they won the Sugar Bowl, correct? Yeah.
1: yeah they did. I think they were either seven and five or eight and four so
2: so i, I just i don't know I, i've just seen it crash and burn for several years in a row now the off season hype so if the off season hype is even at a higher level than what it's been previously i will choose to think yeah it's going to end up in probably disaster like it has recently so i keep, think keep we, the uh, playoff predictions coming please
1: i think we start the season four and oh well they better start the season off four we're gonna and have no, they we're gonna some
2: real issues
1: we're going to have the longest winning streak we've had in a while <laughs> okay superings 4 and 0 um and then we play ISU at home going to be a tight game i'll take oklahoma I think we're five and zero going into Jeez.
2: barely beating a five win Iowa State team from last year. Okay, this is interesting how this is trending. I know they always play him close.
1: We barely geez. beat anyone. It was a
2: long pause to get to the win over Iowa State.
1: Five and zero against Texas in the Cotton Bowl, and I don't think Texas is going to be five and zero. I think they're going to at least have one loss, maybe two. Um We've talked about it. Much more difficult schedule than Oklahoma has. Rice, at Alabama, Wyoming, at Baylor, Kansas, and then Oklahoma. At Baylor, obviously Alabama's going to be tough. At Baylor is – I mean, it's hard to say how difficult that game is going to be, but it's – It's going to be
2: difficult, for sure.
1: It's not one that I see – I can see Texas winning that game on the road – But it's not one that I see Texas... Texas is
2: not going to blow Baylor out in that game. That's going to be a hard-fought football game.
1: And then they've got Kansas at home. Last time they hosted Kansas at home, they lost to them. And I'll I'll say that Kansas is better than they were... um, Or, excuse me, I'll say that Texas is better than they were whenever they lost to that Kansas team. But Kansas is on a completely different planet than they were whenever they lost that. So, I... I'll say Texas wins that game, but that's one where it wouldn't. I, I'd be more shocked if if Baylor beat Texas than if Kansas did.
2: Would you be more shocked if Texas was five and zero or three and two going into that game? I would probably say. Five, did they have five games before the OU game? Yes, is that their number? Yeah. I would probably be more shocked if they're 5 and 0. I just don't think that they're beating Alabama, man. No. I I I just don't think that's going to happen. I'd probably say that they're going to be 4 and 1 most likely. And um I you know what? Would you be less nervous if they were 5 and 0 versus 3 and 2 going into that game as crazy as that is to say?
1: It's uh, yeah, I don't it, You would think that coming off of 6 and 7 going in going into OU Texas that our football team would not be anywhere close to uh to taking Texas lightly but I don't know I've seen dumber things happen I'll just tell you like for Texas that Kansas game is in the worst spot it could be right before OU Texas
2: yeah sure it is and they'll have a playmaker at quarterback that um I mean there's enough film on him out there that you, I mean you know what you're getting yourself into but yeah. Dude, that's a wild card, unlike any other at quarterback in the Big 12 this year.
1: No doubt. Both kid, of that quarterback's
2: like special, man.
1: Shockingly, Bean stayed there instead of going somewhere else. He could start by any non-power five school almost, and probably a good chunk of power five schools he could start. And he stayed at Kansas to be the backup. So, um,
2: I mean, here's the thing with Texas and what it's been during the decade of suck is. Like, I think Alabama's going to win the game. Do I think Texas is going to go out there and not play good football? Like, I think Texas will play a good football game. I just think Alabama's better and they're at home. They're going to win the game. I think Texas will show up and play well against OU like they have during the decade of suck. But I don't trust them to play well in three consecutive weeks when they're not playing marquee opponents because that's what we haven't seen during the decade of suck. Like the the version that you get from them in the two biggest games of the year is not the same version of them that you get when they play Kansas or they yeah. play Texas Tech or they play Baylor those teams like that that's why they're so tough to evaluate.
1: What's the deal with Wyoming? Didn't they have a, a little run there for a while where they were a decent football team? You know,
2: Teddy, they had a guy that currently plays in the uh, in the NFL. God, what is his name? Oh yeah, it's Josh Allen. Yeah, I think they were okay when Josh Allen was there. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's not like he lit it up. No, I mean, his he had last some year, really it, impressive incomplete passes yeah, there. Yeah, his
2: last year I think we were even saying like, ooh, that was a stat line, and he's going to yeah. be a top-10 quarterback drafted? Okay.
1: <laughs> he's like he's like 5 of 14, but, man, you should have seen the 80-yard deep ball that he overthrew his receiver on.
2: nine one eight. I think that road trip to Cincinnati is far from an automatic win. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, God, they better beat Cincinnati. I,
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with that take. I don't disagree with that text, but I if I'm sitting here going through the schedule, it's hard for me to look at that and say loss. Maybe it shouldn't be.
2: Yeah, I look, man, I you know how I feel about the schedule. There's uh zero excuses for this team not to be undefeated going into the Texas game. Yeah, going to Cincinnati on the road um is it the most difficult game that you have in that first stretch before the Texas game? Yeah, maybe. Should you still go out there and win? Should you go beat this Cincinnati team? Yes, you should. Yeah. If this team is improved, like we're hoping it's going to be, they'll go out and beat Cincinnati on the road, in front of thirty-eight thousand fans or however many they have out there.
1: Will Cincinnati be undefeated? Eastern Kentucky, then they're at Pitt. Miami of Ohio at Pitt, like that's kind of a good. That's that'll be kind of a good gauge to see exactly where they're at, right?
2: Yeah, I think Pitt'll probably win that game, but yeah, that'll be a good gauge.
1: Like if they if they go on the road to Pitt and are are really tough, maybe even win that game somehow, then okay, yeah. You got our attention. They should have our attention anyway, but you know what I'm saying here. They've got the the fans' attention. So All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. Coach Stoops Yes, yes. Coach Stoops coming up next. All right. We've got a lot to talk to Coach Stoops about. Stay tuned. More from the Rush coming up.
0: Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. You're simply the best. The
2: Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind. And with some of the best acts around. Like Collective Soul, July twenty-first. Josh Turner, July. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We talk to him every single Tuesday at three twenty. He's Coach Bob Stoops. Teddy, the uh, Arlington Renegades have had a lot going on here in the past few days. The XFL rookie draft just happened. One of the selections for the Arlington Renegades. Was a linebacker from Kentucky. You think they had a pretty good reference on uh, on that guy?
1: I yeah, can I can guess they did. I saw you guys loaded up on the backers, coach.
0: Yeah, we had a few and a little bit of everything though. We kind of balanced it out, offense, defense, and uh, but yeah, Mark Mark uh, uh, linebacker came highly recommended, and I trust my brother. He's not going to steer me wrong. So uh, so anyway, no, it was all fine and good, and. Uh, you know everything will be fluid until we get back together sometime, uh, kind of mid December. So good,
1: good stuff, um, man. We've had a lot going on. We had it's kind of weird, but we had the the twenty twenty four schedule release. I get, I guess, opponent release for the upcoming move to the SEC, and I I thought it was awesome. Bama, Tennessee, South Carolina at home. At LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss, and Missouri, uh, I guess I'll start with the road games because we've got three trips that Oklahoma's never been on the road to, LSU, Auburn, and Ole Miss. And I guess I was going to ask you, we know Oklahoma's never been there, but do, what you, what was your experience at Florida going to any of those? Did you have trips there?
0: They, they were fantastic. Uh, uh, Auburn uh, was great. LSU, bring your hard hat. <laughs> um, uh we were undefeated. They beat us. I think it was uh ninety seven and uh and we were still getting stuff thrown at us. So uh, and at the bus. But um <laughs> and then uh and then who's the other and then uh old miss I, I we didn't have them and uh my time there at Florida, but uh that's from everybody I've heard, that's one to go to, you know. So I'm looking forward to it. What about the home games?
2: Um, welcome to the SEC, Bama, Tennessee, South Carolina. That's um, about as exciting yeah. of a home schedule as I've seen around here in a while.
0: They gave us a good welcome to the SEC having Alabama first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but that's great. It's exciting. And, uh, I know everybody here will be excited to see Josh Heupel come back, uh, be back for a home game. And, uh, uh you know, with Tennessee, which is, which is great. So, uh, anyhow those those are some great games they're exciting they're fun and i know the whole town will be buzzing
1: Well, there's a lot of people that look at the schedule and you know i think everyone's excited for the caliber of games that we're going to be playing in but there's also you know the thoughts out there about how brutal the schedule's going to be and listen it's going to be a tough schedule there's no doubt about that but i don't know for me i guess i'd like to get your opinion but i i feel like Usually, it helps teams kind of rise to the occasion a little bit. I don't want to say we've been sleepwalking, but I—if I, you're not on edge all season, all off season, pre- preparing for that gauntlet—I mean, I don't know. I just—I guess I feel like it's going to help us.
0: I, I do too. I think I definitely believe it's helping us recruit, and will continue to help us recruit. And let's face it—I uh, think a little bit of. Here's what I told people the other night at an event I was at. I go, somebody go look up the bowl game with TCU and Ole Miss this past year. Look it up, and you could tell everybody what the score was when when I'm off the, the air. Bottom line, Tech wore them out. So we've, we've got good teams in this league, too. When you're not talking about Georgia or Alabama, we, we're we not a whole lot different with a lot of these other teams, right? Go down the list. and And so that's. You know, there's more of them because there's more in the league. I get that. But in the end, uh, you know, outside of those top few teams, I, I think, you know, there's there's not as big a difference as everyone wants to make it out to be.
2: Coach Bob Stoops is our guest brought to you by Modelo. I've loved seeing this over the past couple of weekends. I know a lot of other OU fans have as well. Looks like you've been helping out on the recruiting trail with some of these official visits. What have you enjoyed about uh, being around some of these 24, 25 kids? They're uh, helping out, Brett Venable's and the staff.
0: Yeah, they're awesome. Their co- coaching staff's awesome, and they've invited me the last couple weeks to, you know, to to come by and meet the players and their families, and and so uh, I've fact that they want me there. I've found the time to go by and. They've been uh, mostly at Coach Venable's home and been able to go by while they're at lunch and visit with them, take some pictures. So uh, I didn't think any any of them would remember me. So I was <laughs> like, what? you know, so uh, so anyhow, it's been uh, it's been really great.
1: Well, I, I think everyone's going to remember you for quite some time. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I, I just wanted to see what you thought. You know, it's it's interesting. We saw Jordy Ball. Uh, unbelievable pitcher she's won two championships here at Oklahoma um, is going home decided to, to hit the transfer portal go back to her home state Nebraska I think it's like a superstar move uh, you see one of the best in the game maybe the best in the game trying to go back and put a spotlight on her state thankful for what she did here but I don't know I guess I'm one of those that thinks it's kind of cool what she's doing.
0: Uh, I, I do, too. Uh, if that's what she wants for her life, God bless her. Go do it. You know, she's earned that right. She's been absolutely incredible here and uh, has been such a, a boost to an already incredibly great team and teams the last couple of years. So if that's what's best for she her, herself, her family, whoever, you know, uh, her loved ones, God bless her. You know, and I'm, I'm sure I, and from everything I've read, Patty feels the same way. So uh, everybody ought to be in her corner, rooting for her, and uh, Nebraska is going to get a lot better.
2: Yeah, yeah, they are, and I, I thought it was pretty incredible that if she had those thoughts even during the season to still kind of lock it in and, and lead that team to a championship, she was she was awesome in Oklahoma City, and that was another run, Bob. That was a lot of fun to watch. Three championships in a row for that program. They're not slowing down uh, anytime soon.
0: Oh no, and uh, that, man, they're they're. The fun part was, I, I know I've said it a lot, is just how much joy uh, they play with. Uh, they're just absolutely, as opposed to pressure and feeling tight, they're so happy to be out there and playing with so much joy and have such a positive presence. It overcomes all of that. And uh, it, they've been incredible and great to watch. And Patty Gasso and her whole staff uh, deserve a ton of credit as well as the, all the players.
1: I, we had a show the other day at Rudy's. Whenever they did kind of the, the SEC unveiling of the schedule, Coach Vittables was, you know, talking about some of the matchups. It was funny. He, I don't know if you heard this, but he told the story about playing Ole Miss in the bowl game in '99, and, and the discussion on the sideline before uh, kicking off the Deuce McAllister, and he returned at sixty yards. It was pretty funny. Uh, he got a He got a Bobby Jack Wright impression in there. I was just wondering if if you remember that that situation
0: uh a little bit uh yeah and uh but you know everybody uh, don't kick it to them don't kick it the <laughs> kick it short. You kick it short you got a chance for them to have it at the 50 anyway you know if you yeah. try and, anyway there, there's there's hindsight's always uh you know what you want it to be, but uh, in the moment that's what we did. At least, at least I didn't punt it to him twice like I did Tyreek. <laughs> uh,
1: well, uh, hey, even well, he he's an incredible player. It's one of those like you're right. It doesn't matter what you do. Hey, if you can't kick off and cover, sometimes maybe you don't deserve to win the game. Did, did I guess. you
2: hear Brent's Bobby Jack Wright impersonation? It was pretty good. And, and if you did, what what grade would you give it? Because <laughs> I gave it a
1: pretty high. Grade. I
0: I hadn't heard it. I haven't heard it, but I'm sure it's not hard. It's pretty he had
1: he 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 uh, almost missed the uh, self editing button there a couple of times and almost let a couple of well, words. Hell forth.
0: I'm not sure yeah. what the debate is. It's,
1: it's pretty good. It's really good. <laughs> there you go. All right, coach. It's good to hear from you and um, I guess we'll we'll talk with you next week. Thanks for stopping all by. All right,
0: guys, great to be with you. Boomer sooner. Yeah, I was hoping go. that you would. Uh, there's Bob Stoops.
2: Brought to you by Modelo every single I week. I just remembered it right, right before I raft. was
1: about to say uh, uh, say. Well, goodbye. I had the
2: audio clip pulled up. I was wondering if you saw it or not. if oh, that was I... enough of a cue. No, it's good. We got it. We, we're yeah, we're that, good there. That was great.
1: Ah, oh, so funny. I, it
2: really is one of the better <laughs> impersonations <laughs> I don't that know I've heard. <laughs>
1: I've told you the story of whenever he came in, uh, Coach. You know, the Coach Venable's was punt team. He he led the punt team. Uh, Coach Bobby Jack Wright led the kickoff team and those you practiced those two special teams on the same day and you know i I always sat at the in the very front row, obviously not because I wanted to be there but because I got ridiculed and you know just what are just you doing?
2: What are you sitting in the back? What are you sitting, sitting next to that guy back? for? You want to be around that guy? Yeah, right. Yeah. So
1: I'm always sitting in the front, and Coach Venable's comes running into the meeting during kickoff, right before punt starts. And Coach Bobby Jack writes like just going through the kickoff, and I'm telling you, man, his voice is so loud, <laughs> it like it hurts your ears, and it like, have you ever been anywhere and heard someone that talks <laughs> like that? It's like a drill sergeant. Not like sergeant.
2: Bobby Jack, the way that sounds like. It like one of a
1: kind. It like it does something to your ears and your brain. And Coach Venables like looked at me like while he's talking, he goes, Does it always sound like this? And I was like, Yes, it does. Thank you for making me sit uh, up here.
2: Man. Uh, the Brent, the Brent Venable stories with you back in the day are the best. I, I still think my favorites. Uh, it's up there. Maybe it's not my favorite, but the uh, the game, was it your first game ever? The Friday night meeting before where yeah. you showed up late at very the NCD? Very oh, first love game. Love so much. Love it.
1: Just get there off the buses. We've got a team meeting in, in like 15 minutes. Go up to your room, drop off your bag, and come back down for team meeting. I could not find my way back down. I could not find the elevators. and Naturally, I was late <laughs> to the very first – team meeting before the first game, beautiful. I come in into like this huge banquet area and Coach Stoops is standing up in front of the team and I open the doors right behind him. Everyone else, coaches, players, staff, everyone's already sitting down and it's dead quiet in there. It's amazing.
2: I wasn't there, obviously, but somehow in I think we can all still, we, we can all picture his face in that, in that moment. It's beautiful.
1: He loved my excuse. I couldn't find the elevator. (laughs) All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Ready for life.
0: Dream big.
1: Dream big. Contact Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services.
0: 800-487-4042. Or okdrs.gov.
2: We're inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio on this Tuesday. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line, 651-34-39. LaDonna from Lubbock says, What I'm hearing Bob say is LSU is going to be our new Texas Tech. LSU is like tech on steroids, I guess, Um, but also people that are actually there for the football game rather than just, uh, you know, cause trouble.
1: Uh... I guess, yeah. I mean, it's
2: the closest thing there. I don't think the comparison's spot on. I mean, LSU does get over a hundred thousand in for their games.
1: Well, it's actually, yeah, it's probably about right. Now, fill every single seat in Texas Tech Stadium, okay, and have them drunk, uh, play a bunch of raunchy music, have them throwing stuff at you. And then take that exact same amount of people that have packed Tech's stadium and add the same exact amount on top of them in yeah. an upper deck yeah. doing the same it's thing.
2: Barry Bond steroids is what it is. Is yeah. what you're doing to it. Yeah, it's great. Times two.
1: Um, you know, it's interesting, and, and this has kind of been Coach uh, Stoops' claim all along. The uh, The middle of the Big 12 year in, year out, And the Big 12 is a little bit different because I think those teams kind of shuffle a little bit more, but the middle of the Big 12 has always been really competitive with the middle of the SEC. And, you know, there's, you can make some claims um, and, and go back and kind of look in the past and see some matchups now. Unfortunately, the Big 12 is never able to play the trump card that the SEC is able to that, well, we don't care about bowl games in the SEC. It's championships or nothing. But the, that doesn't apply to the middle-tier teams, right?
2: Yeah, no, it doesn't It doesn't work that way. At least the, the narrative doesn't. Good point by Sean. Uh, there's only one stadium where the OU radio crew got flashed. We'll see how many times That's in the point. SEC that it happens. Where Where are you most likely to get flashed? during a game in the radio booth in the SEC. I, I mean, don't I, I would feel like it be L S U, but Florida I think could be a very strong candidate here. Ole Miss is all about the party, right? Last time I last time I checked.
1: Yeah. I think at LSU If you've got a good pair of binoculars, I think you'll be able to find what you're looking for out there in the stadium. Now, but the question was where are you most likely to get flashed in the radio booth. I don't know the layout of these places.
2: Well, I think it's probably Nashville. They won't actually be at the game. Mm. It'll just be a drunk bachelorette party that takes a wrong turn and accidentally stumbles inside uh, Nashville Stadium. I think you're right. Vanderbilt Stadium. Because,
1: remember, it was an empty Tech Stadium, and it was OU fans who happened to be in that suite, (laughs) which is why it happened. So... I think most likely, uh, most likely suites to be occupied by a bunch of Sooner fans. That would be the one we had a Vandy. big.
2: We had a big topic on the show yesterday, which was oh, this is a cool, a ta- uh, cool topic, but it was executed terribly. Uh, talking to you, Bill Conley, teams of the decade <laughs> for uh, ESPN. Right, uh, there's another instance of, of that today. It was actually an interesting, like Twitter thread. It was started by a Texas fan, so. It was just meant to, to bash OU the entire time. But we all have our list about where we're most excited to go to in the SEC, the best road games in 2024. Like, where do OU and Texas, where will they stack up immediately in terms of just best overall road trips in the SEC?
1: For for fans coming here?
2: Yeah, well, I just, Yeah, like if you're just evaluating the SEC starting in 2024, where would OU rank in terms of just best – football road trips in the conference
1: it's hard for me to say because
2: I mean it's got to be better than Starkville right please I don't know Texas fans say it's the worst in the in the, in the SEC and it's not close go figure on the, that
1: the problem is I've I've only been to Alabama uh, well no I've been to Tennessee. Um,
2: You've basically been to LSU um, in New, yeah. New Orleans, the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's like they had their, you know, how Arkansas has their Little Rock Stadium. Yeah, they had their New Orleans stadium that weekend. I've I've only been to Bama and Tennessee, I think, unless I'm I'm missing something. Um, I think, and it's hard to judge because everyone right now is going to judge us off of what it looks like whenever we're playing. Tech at 11 a.m., right, it's not going to be a great atmosphere. But whenever these schools come to town, when Bama comes to town, oh, that's be awesome. when South Carolina, when Tennessee, when those schools come to town, and maybe we're talking about – I don't know where we'll be ranked, but top 15 type matchups, it's going to be insane. So, I think it's going to rank pretty good. Because everyone –
2: I think Tennessee's always ranked high, but Tennessee is probably ranked as high as it's had in about the past 20 years because everyone immediately thinks back to that Alabama game last year.
1: Well, I think back to the 2015 game when they weren't ranked very high. So, I imagine – you know there was a bunch of energy built up behind the program because they felt like they were about to be ranked high but you know for me it's like tennessee the problem we have with competing with bama tennessee lsu is you know we're like 15 or 20,000 seats lower than they are that's a lot of people yep that's a that's a bunch of people so, like, just that alone kind of changes your atmosphere, and maybe, frankly, it's too many people. But um, I I think our game is going to be stepped up big time. Okay,
2: so the definites, OU is a better road trip than uh, Missouri, that's for sure. Um, Vanderbilt, it's better than Vandy. Stop me if you disagree on any of these. Okay. Missouri and Vanderbilt, better. Mississippi State, better
1: I uh, guess. I'm Some of these, I'm just going to have to take people's word kay. for it. Kentucky. No, bed, or... no idea. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's I, a top 15 team that's been bad for a long time. I just yeah, I know. I'm just talking about sudden, like stadium,
2: good? like atmosphere. Experience. What is their stadium like? Uh, I mean, it's kind of pretty standard. It's just like a bowl. And I think it has two upper decks on both sidelines. And that's, that's, uh, that's kind of it.
1: Two upper deckers. How many does it hold, do you know? Six,
2: maybe a little bit north of 60. Really? Like 65, huh. I
1: think. Okay. What's the name of their stadium?
2: Commonwealth Stadium, oh I believe. I think that they changed theirs actually to like Kroger Field or something like that. But
1: Kroger? Like the... A
2: bunch of sellouts, yeah.
1: The grocery it store? Was, it,
2: their stadium name has been commercialized out there in Kentucky. Wow. John Calipari probably made him do it to get more money in for the basketball program instead of the football program, since he's jelly of all the success that they've had.
1: I would say, okay, I will, I'll say we're better than Kentucky, but again, I'm, I'm taking a leap of faith here because I just don't know. I've never been there. I don't, I have no idea what it looks like. I've never, I don't even think I've seen, I've seen an outside shot of the stadium or anything. All right, how about this
2: then? Instead of you arguing me, like I was going to say A&M next, a bunch of fake Army men. It's weird to me. That automatically puts OU oh, okay. ahead. When we'll you say win- OU is like middle of the pack in airing the, the league. How about that?
1: I'm, but I'm interested though, in a, What was? what's the scene like outside the stadium around A&M? Is it pretty uh, so, good?
2: so the last time I was there was 2010. <laughs> the last time OU was there, and dude, it's so different there now uh, than what it was then. But it was it was fine outside the stadium there. It was it was okay. It was it was. I mean, nothing really memorable there.
1: 61,000 at Kentucky. You're right. Well, I was four off, four thousand off. And it was Commonwealth Stadium. They changed it in 2017 to Kroger Stadium. It yeah. just looks terrible, but. It looks like a really – like the way it's packed in there, it looks pretty good, frankly. So,
2: Kentucky holds 75K, says a texter, remodeled about five years ago.
1: Huh. Hmm. Okay.
2: Well, you on Wikipedia right yeah, now? Yeah,
1: this says 61,000 2015 to present. I, I don't know. I'll – I'll take their word for it. It I, looks, in the pictures, it looks like it holds more than 61,000.
2: I will say Lexington is a really fun town, says the text line, but the main focus is horse racing. Hey, that wouldn't be bad. No doubt. Horse racing and some uh, horse racing betting and some uh, college football going on at the same weekend. Let's go. It's maybe some uh, bourbon on this side. Yes, please.
1: A little off track from the stadium, from the stadium uh, lobby out there.
2: Big rich in OKC. OU Stadium is way better, but trip to Nashville is way better versus Norman. Well, yeah, I would, I would hope so.
1: Yeah. Right now, we'll see if we can up our game in the next couple of years. Peyton
2: says, I do feel like our fans will be hungry to be loud and exciting to prove we are an elite atmosphere once we start getting some real teams in there. I I agree with that. And I think that we've said that is, so I was on a uh, SEC like internet show podcast today and I said what we've said for a couple of years now is like whatever the peak of OU football is, I think we're going to see it in the SEC. I think the same thing is true about the OU fan base, man. It's been so easy for so long to be lulled to sleep with boring home games with bad start times. Whatever the best and craziest and loudest that the OU fan base can get for home games, we're going to find out in the next two years of what that looks like.
1: Yeah, just of all of our memories of the best atmospheres, 2000 Nebraska, jump around game. Tech was number one in the country, right?
2: Eh, Two. Number two in
1: the country. Uh, Notre Dame when they came to town in 12. You have
2: to be a top 5 team for it to be a uh, memorable atmosphere. Well, the
1: the point is is like we just don't see that. Like we never see that. You, we may randomly get like a a Baylor or a you know, a TCU on a run, but like they don't bring they don't bring fans with them. It doesn't create the environment like those schools all bring big fan bases, Ohio State. And you know, I don't know. It's not that, it's not that hard to think that Bama and Tennessee could both be top five, top eight teams in twenty four. Whenever they come, depending on when the, when when you play each, which I gotta say something. Uh-huh. Did you hear Coach Stoops?
2: Uh yeah, he was on uh, last segment. He us.
1: said they gave us with they gave us quite the welcome to the SEC, putting Alabama first. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: I wonder if that was a slip or if, if Alabama was, was just listed? listed
1: first. I don't know. Um, that's what I'm saying. I I, 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 yeah. I heard that, and I was like,
0: okay,
2: interesting. Even made fun of himself a little bit, talking about the Tyreek Hill uh, repunt there.
1: That was good. That was good. Uh, all right, late for a timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. They were Talking us. Sooner football is
0: what we So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
2: Cavens Group, bringing you the sour of the rush. CavensGroup.com, emergency repair. If you have any storm damage, CavensGroup.com. Which, by the way, there's still a lot of places in Tulsa without power. Is that still going on up there?
1: I saw some of that today. It's the first I've heard of that. Man,
2: I know so over I the weekend. So. I, I even lost power on uh, Sunday, I guess, didn't get it back to like three o'clock on Sunday afternoon, but I think there's some nine one eighters up there still without power. So wow. thoughts uh, thoughts to those people up there. That's that's uh, that's not great. No, uh, not. James Nesta. Especially
1: as hot as it is. It's I think it's even yeah. hotter in Tulsa.
2: Four-star backer James Nesta is going to commit in about two hours from the state of uh, North Carolina. What's your crystal ball say? You like OU's chances here?
1: Um, from what I've heard, I like OU's chances. But I, I've talked to nobody uh, in the know. I've just kind of heard the same thing as everyone else. It sounds like OU's in a, in a really good position. Good player. Um, you know, big Rangy backer that can run, a um, lot of upside, big frame to grow into. Dual sport player, yeah, so he
2: throws real hard. Off throws the, mat. the gas. Yeah, right <laughs> hander, six four two oh five. you can bring it.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I like OU's chances. He's he's a he's a highly rated guy. I think if Oklahoma gets a commitment there, like we're starting to get a little trickle of information that starts to. Really have some weight behind it, right? That that people should be getting excited about.
2: Yeah, just for James Nesta or just for recruiting overall? Because I just think kind of for recruiting, recruiting overall, overall yeah. yeah, maybe there could be two that could happen this week potentially.
1: Two could happen this week, and. This is about the time, I guess. Maybe are we maybe a little bit later, but about the time when the levy breaks, right? And well, I mean, I, I, would, I would
2: expect the levy to break in July. Is when okay. you, you may have your single biggest month of this entire recruiting cycle. I, I, I mean, is July that how it went
1: last year, or was it more in June?
2: Every not everything, but I, I would say that there's a lot of similarities between what's happened so far this year and kind of what you expect to happen yeah. in the next couple of months. As to what happened last year.
1: Okay. It's
2: not exactly the same, but there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities. It's
1: it's the same but different.
2: A little bit different, yeah. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, this class has a few more elite defensive linemen. Hopefully, that's the biggest difference in this mm-hmm. year's class to last year's class. Uh, ninety five percent of Midtown Tulsa doesn't have power, says Dang. John. There's no cell service in that area. Seriously.
1: Dang. Wow.
2: Half the city lost power at least for a day or two and almost every major intersection in the city has had lights out.
1: Man, what did I, I miss? That did they they didn't have a tornado come through downtown or anything, did they? I
2: think it was just damaging winds like uh most of the state got.
1: Wow. Well, Brent dang. from
2: Jinx, yes, tons in Tulsa without power must have been told they won't have power till Saturday or most have been told they won't have power till Saturday or Sunday. Man. Sorry guys.
1: Uh yeah. No power until Saturday or Sunday, and it is smoking hot this week. That's a long time to go without power. That's brutal.
2: I think Stitt is catching a lot of heat right now, from what I understand, because he is uh, out of the state and apparently doesn't sound like he has any plans to return. I, you know, I Make of that what you will. Whatever. Right. I'm just bringing up what the, the chatter is right now.
1: Uh, here's the thing, because I've seen this before. He can't really do anything. But you have to learn from seeing other politicians, governors, senators, presidents. Even when there's something catastrophic that has happened in your territory, you just got to kind of be around,
2: right? Oh, I think we need to get him up there uh, with with the linemen's up there trying to restore electricity.
1: <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. What's the worst
2: that could happen? Uh,
1: he may show up with a hard hat and take a walk around. That's typically all. You know what you hard hat. Yeah. All right. Quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.
0: You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma.